friends, welcome to Nurturing Your Nest, the podcast created to capture, explore, and navigate the journey of coming home to yourself, transitional motherhood, and connecting with our teenage daughters along their paths. I'm your host, Angie Schaefer, wife, mom of two teenage daughters, intuitive Reiki healer, transitional motherhood coach, and spiritual joy seeker. Each week, we'll come together and chat just as we are on a sofa, side by side, sharing sacred space. It is my greatest hope to help other moms by offering insights, interviews, and straight up truth to guide your questions, worries, and celebrations with a friendly voice and healing vibe. Our time is now. Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the Intuitive Mother podcast. I, as always, am so excited that you are here with me this week. For those of you that join me week after week, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And for those of you who are new, I welcome you and I hope that you come back week after week to the podcast that shares truth and love and warmth of mothering while also reminding you that you are never alone on this journey. So let's get started this week with a story. The story is personal. It may bring tears to my eyes. And as you can tell from the title, it did just that this weekend. This episode is titled Tears in My Coffee Cup because on Sunday morning, I found myself holding one of my favorite Christmas mugs filled with delicious coffee that had a very tasty peppermint mocha creamer, the fire going in the living room, Christmas tree lit up, and Christmas music playing in the background. And as I sat there, I sat with my feelings that had been coming up over the past couple of days as my daughters had been sharing some of their memories from their childhood. And we're all moms here, so I imagine that you know as well as I do that sometimes memories can be positive and they have nothing but wonderful things to say about how we mothered them and how we showed up and loved on them. And then when you're talking to your teenagers, you often find there are moments that they remember that definitely didn't show your best side. And that's what happened this weekend. My almost 17-year-old daughter and 14-year-old daughter shared with me various memories of me putting soap in their mouth for a small lie or for talking back, for me um, being more of the disciplinarian out of my husband and I, and that They always knew when I was stressed, when I was looking at them a certain way, um, more or less, like, they knew I mothered with a very short fuse for a period of time. And what I realized that 
morning, listening to Christmas carols, drinking my coffee, was that for years, I have had this feeling at Christmas that just feels like, oh my gosh, the years are going so fast. My daughters are growing up so fast. I can't slow time down. And I wish I could turn back time and have them be little girls again and excited on Christmas morning and all of the fun stuff that comes along with that age from like, you know, probably three to 11, but even more so like that. I don't know. I keep leaning into the six to 13 age range and just how they looked at us as mothers and didn't necessarily see any wrong in anything that we did. And then they become teenagers and start sharing with us, you know, these memories. And sometimes they're heartbreaking because we've realized we were doing the best we could in that present moment, but that we were sort of just going along with the flow, mothering the only way we knew how, holding on for dear life, time was flying by, and we may not have been showing up how we wish we had. And this was me. I can be 100% honest that from the time period of my oldest being six, and we moved into this home that we live in now for the past 10 years, until about three years ago, when I really spent time digging deep into my own heart and soul and what I needed or was feeling, I was sort of mothering from a very unconscious state. I was reacting in ways that I had seen other mothers react. I was, you know, stressed. I was caregiving for my grandparents in our home. And while I would never say that I look back and regret that I did that, I do look back and at times regret that my focus shifted from my daughter's to caring for my ailing grandfather who was dying to the stress of caring for my grandmother who was mourning the loss of her husband afterwards and then you know still prioritizing time for my marriage and wanting to show up as the best mom in the world but as i look back now i realize that wasn't always the case and my heart broke I sat there just crying tears and tears into my coffee cup because I remember those Christmases of past and how in the moment I knew I was doing the best I could. But I also knew that when I was a little girl, all I ever wanted to be was a mom. And all I ever wanted to be was the best mom I could possibly be. And I think there was this inkling inside of me that knew 
I wasn't showing up the best I could. And when my daughters shared their stories over the weekend, sometimes privately, sometimes in front of guests, when my sister and her family were over, and you hear these stories repeated about how I was reactionary versus responding calmly and with love. And now they don't use so many words as in reactionary and responding, but I know that's what I was doing. And you hear them tell a story about the way I reacted, and it gives me goosebumps because I remember witnessing my own mom respond in such a way that maybe threw me off as a child or scared me. And I was able to sit there and recognize, again, I was doing the best I could. But also with the heartbreak that the best I could do wasn't good enough. Because I could have, earlier on, taken a deeper look inside of why I was reacting versus responding in love. I could have dug deep into my own inner turmoil and started to care for myself and care for my daughters from a place of awareness, of triggers, of words, of situations that would get that fire burning inside of me, and then I would react versus respond. And I could have done all those things, and I didn't. There was a time when I did, thank goodness. I would say at about the point my oldest was 13 is where I finally took action for the feeling inside that something wasn't right. I was happy in marriage. I was happy as a mom. I was happy with our life, but I wasn't happy with myself. And I wasn't happy with how I was sometimes showing up as a mom. And I was starting to feel really guilty. And beyond that, I was just starting to feel like I knew I needed help. And I got help, thank goodness, looking back. But there were all those years that now I cry into a coffee cup thinking about all those years that I was reacting out of triggers and irritation and anger and guilt instead of responding with love and hope and calm and presence. And those tears break my heart. I spent then the one night saying goodnight to my oldest daughter, and we chatted about this. And I just shared with her how, you know, first off for her, she was the oldest, and no child is ever a guinea pig, but let's be honest, when we're having our first child, we have no idea what it's like to be a mom. We don't even realize at that point that they are going to be our greatest teacher. And I remind, reminded her that she is and has always been 
my greatest teacher along with her sister. But she came first and she challenged me in the past couple of years to take a deeper look inside, to see myself in the good and the bad, and to love myself through it all and know that I was doing the best I could, but recognize and make peace and even apologize for where I was coming up short. And I just thought, this is like something I need to share on the podcast, because I know it's not just me. I know that so many of us are mothering from the wounds that we carry with us from our childhood, and oftentimes the wounds that have just been passed down for generation to generation to generation. They don't even have to be ugly wounds. They just have to be something present for us that makes us feel the stress, the anxiety, the fire inside raging when our daughter says something back to us. And they cause so much pain in our own heart. And then, oftentimes unaware, that pain goes on and we cause pain to our daughters by reacting in those ways. I can't get back those 10 years that I feel like I wasn't showing up at my best or I hadn't taken care of myself. But what I can do is show up from here on out and be that mom. And it doesn't mean that there's not a day where something slides through the crack and I am triggered again. I know I had a few of those this summer as I was teaching my oldest to drive. (laughs) And some conversations when your children are teenagers just it's new. And so again, you find yourself activated and the fire rising inside. But I can now slow down enough and make note of what I'm feeling inside. And maybe even remember a time from my own childhood and how that connects and where I'm falling short because of that and become more in tune with myself and my daughters to know what they need. Not Neither of them are mothered in the exact same way. I'm one mom, but we mother differently based on what their needs are. And we have to slow down and be present to notice that. And I believe, in my opinion, The generation of moms before us, it was like they just rinse and repeat, mother the way you were taught to be mothered, rinse and repeat, back, you know, keep going, go, 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 daughter after daughter, daughter to son, you know, I'm sure now I was raised with one sister and my aunt had two daughters and so I didn't see a lot of son and daughter families, but You know, I think we're just a generation that saw the effect of rinsing and repeating how we were mothered, how our mothers were mothered, how our grandmothers were mothered, and we didn't break that cycle and slow down and get present enough to recognize that's not really working. And our children need more, 
and we need more. And we owe it to both them and ourselves to get really clear on why we react, on why we're feeling that trigger or anxiety or sadness, so that when they're 17 years old, they're not looking back and holding anything against us in a way or any grudge as to the way we mothered. And also doing that work with ourselves early enough that by the time they're teenagers, they're not looking to rebel. They don't want to get away from us, that we have rock-solid foundation mother-daughter relationships that are steady and they know they can count on them. doesn't mean it's always picture perfect, but it does mean that you have a connection that's unbreakable because you have shown up and loved on them how they've needed and not from a place of rinse and repeat mothering and not tuning in. And so as I wrap up today's podcast, what I really want to invite you to think about is how are you showing up as a mother? And how do you want your child to remember you as a mom? Like, what stories do you want them to say when they're teenagers or early 20s? What are the stories about how you showed up, about who you were, about how stressed you were, or did you have time to slow down and be present? How is it that you want them to recount their childhood? Because I don't want another mom to have to sit there and cry tears into her Christmas mug because they didn't show up healed and strong and full of love and hope and presence. I can't guarantee you're not going to still cry into that Christmas mug because the years go really fast and you miss them being little. But I can promise you That if you take the time to show up for yourself and heal and think about why you're even reacting or showing up in a certain way, and then also take the time to think about how you want your children to remember how you mothered them. How do you want them to pass that on to their children going forward? Think about that one is how you are showing up in mothering right now. What you would want for your grandchildren, per se, you know, 25 years down the road. Probably not in all cases, because we haven't broken the chain of the rinse and repeat and just passing down from generation to generation our wounds, our stressors, our mental health, our inadequacies that we focus on instead of taking care of ourselves and then shifting through them, walking through that discomfort. We have just been going through the motions. And I would say that is the difference between a unconscious mother and a conscious mother. 
conscious mother being very intuitive, very aware, and very present. So how are you showing up? How do you want them to remember and recount the stories of their childhood? If you lean in to those questions and you journal about it or think about it, maybe talk about it with your sister, your husband, your friend, I promise you will be able to start making changes slowly that one day you're not crying into that coffee mug, sad because you wish you could have a redo at some of your reactions and some of your ways of showing up as a mom 10 years ago. But instead, the tears will just be tears of joy for the beauty that was when they were so young and the magic that was around Christmas when they were so young and just missing that stage. But knowing deep in your heart that you showed up exactly how you wanted to, you know, let's say 95% of the time. (laughs) Because here at The Intuitive Mother, we're never looking for perfection. We know that there are hard days and hard situations. And we want to all come together and be of support to each other during those times and the really great, you know, when you are showing up just as you want. I would love to hear any stories that you have about, you know, mothering at this stage or to teenagers and how this has come back to you and maybe opened your eyes as they grew older. And also drop me a line and let me know what you need help with, how you're showing up and how you want to change that. As I have said many times, I have been busy in the office in between the puppy craziness, and I am planning a free workshop coming in January where we are going to touch on being an intuitive mother, the preteen edition, so that you can really start to lean in and open up your eyes to your mothering style and how that is playing into the way your children will look back or the way they're perceiving you even right now. So stay tuned for that. Make sure to get on my email list. Join the Intuitive Mother Collective Facebook group. The links will be in the show notes. And of course, join my email list, like I said, but also check out the website with a lot more detail and information than I have on the Facebook group at this point. And um, just stay tuned because I cannot wait to bring that workshop to you and help guide each and every mom who wants deep connection, presence, and just an amazing relationship with their daughter as she enters the teenage years and beyond. I cannot wait to bring this to you and help you develop that relationship with yourself and with your daughter. 
So stay tuned, connect with me there, and I look forward to chatting with you again next Tuesday. Bye-bye. <music>